DJ PK, and we're joined now by Kenny the Jet Smith. He's up late on TNT. He's up early on morning radio. Kenny, you're doing it all. Hey, man, it's easy when you love it. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so you're here to talk NBA, but you're also here because you got uh, a series of virtual camps, a chance to uh, help players improve. Have you added the uh, Lillard Logo 3 to your repertoire here, or is that not in the camp yet? I added to what? <laughs> the logos, the the Lillard logo three. Oh, the look! Oh my gosh! I tell you, <laughs> you know, well, we do have Trey Young as one of our uh, sons. He can shoot that deep as well, so you 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 will get the insight on how to shoot that deep. And uh, you know, I I just it's that's incredible the way he shoots the basketball. But for me, this camp is really you know Jet Academy is about you know the pandemic and social distancing, and I was like. You know, the development of our children and our kids and people who are inspired shouldn't stop because of that. So this is a way to do it. You can work side by side, gives you a unique opportunity to upload your videos, ask questions to the greats. I got some really, really great um, sessions coming up where I have the trainers who train the greatest players like the KDs and the James Hardens of the world. They're showing you what they do with those players. Um and then, you know, I have another session. Uh, I want to dunk. And so I'm going to – I have the trainers who treat explosion, explosion to the rim. And so just, you know, things that I know that I – the questions that I used to always ask, you know, how to get a scholarship. You know, how do I get it? I got a session with that. When, when you actually work out, then we sit down and we tell you and you ask questions and we explain how the process works if you're not the best player in the country. And so – those are the things we do at JetAcademyCamp.com. Parents, kids, don't miss the opportunity. We go all year long. Become a member. Membership starts at JetAcademyCamp.com. So you talk about how during uh, this pandemic you wanted kids to still be able to improve. It seems like there's been a number of players in the NBA who during this time off, whether it be Lillard, Mitchell, T.J. Warren, Booker, and others, these guys have improved. you have any particular explanation to how their game has gotten better during this time off since they've returned to Orlando? Well, I don't look at this section From the start, I've always looked at this session, these sessions of eight games and now the playoffs, as another season. Because you have been off for three or four months. So the guys come back with a knowledge of what they needed to work on. It's kind of a summer, like being off for the summer, and you're coming into your next year of your career. So Luka Donitz is coming back, not as Luka who left in 20 was an all-star, He's coming back as an MVP candidate now because he's had those three months to really think about and reflect about what works and what doesn't. His body comes back, rest, and so on and so forth, and all the way down the line. So you, you have to look at every player in the bubble as this is their next year. That's how they would have come back if, if, the, if the 2021 season instead of the um, 20 season, 1920 season. That's my theory. Kenny the Jet Smith joining us. You see him on TNT. I'm curious about the individual instruction that NBA guys get now. Because I'm thinking when you played, you had a, you had a head coach. You know, he probably had two or three assistants. Maybe you had more. Uh, and now you've got 
all these uh, 10, 12 development guys, but they work specifically on the next move that that player needs to add. How much of a difference does that make? How much do you wish you had had that when you played in the 90s? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I think that would... I mean, that's the reason, we, you know, not going back to it, but that's what I put in the Jet Academy. So when you go to JetAcademyCamp.com, it's like these individual guys who train these guys because there were no – my brother was, the, the like, one of the first, I think, individual trainers of players. Like, that didn't even exist. Uh, like, uh, a guy who was – his only career was to develop you. Uh, that – was just lifers of basketball who just wanted to be around the game. Now, people are getting handsome salaries for that. And that's why I thought it was important to put into camp. But that's what happens on, that's why Dame Lillard, all of these guys, what they're doing now, they have that, they have the access of their own in the summer, and then they have it with the team. So yes, player development would have definitely expanded even the players that are, the great players that we've seen in game. Imagine Michael Jordan with another person that's helping him develop his basketball talent. <laughs> How much trouble do you think the Lakers and Bucks are in? Uh, I don't know if the Bucks are in trouble. Uh, I don't know if that's, um, but I do think what I, I call Portland's efforts sustainable income. Like that's something that they're going to have. They score the ball, the best clip. Think about this: their fourth best scorer might be the second best scorer in the modern history in Carmelo Anthony. Like, I go Lillard, McCullum, and Nurchett. They score the easiest right now for Portland. And then Carmelo. But Carmelo, in the modern era, is probably the second best scorer that we've ever seen. So, this is like an unbelievable, easy scoring basketball team. So, the Lakers are going to have their hands full on how to stop these guys because they all are happy taking big shots. What is the ceiling for Donovan Mitchell? Because the 57 points here, and people have high expectations for him, but even the people with high expectations here were blown away, blown away by what he did. Third-year guy, how much better can he get? And again, third-year guy, this is Donovan's fourth year. Think of it as that. This is how he would have come back in 2021. I, I'm, I'm surprised, but not. Because, you know, he is the new version of Dwayne Wade. Like, he is the 2021-2020 version of Dwayne Wade. I look at it as this playoff. To me, the Clippers, they've got two pretty good t- players. Well, they got a great player at top, and Paul George has fit into that role very nicely as a second player. And then I think where they can really be better than everybody else is, say, like players three through eight. So I, in, I've installed them in my mind as the favorite. What do you see? I, I think that because of the bubble scenario, all bets are off. I just, I just, I really believe that. I, I even the Clippers beat Dallas, and I'm like, that series, I could see Dallas winning. Like, I could really see them winning that series because you don't have to go to Staples Center to win Game Two. You're, you're, you're in the same bubble. The anxieties that you have are no longer exist. So every team has that opportunity now to have players, not the great players, like the the, the good players that sometimes get bothered by the anxieties of being on the road, that doesn't exist now. 
So if all bets are off and Mike Conley is back in the bubble, presumably to play game three, we don't know for sure, but that's what we think, uh, right. what kind of shot did the Jazz have to beat the Nuggets? Oh, great shot. Like, I, you know, they're, they're possessing it to a way for winning game one without Mike Conley. And I think, and it was, I was so happy for him, obviously, because he left because he, you know, birth of a towel, but I was so disappointed for him at the same time because he had finally looked comfortable being a, a Utah Jazz member to me. Like, I think his role was so, he had so much responsibility in Memphis that he, with the lack of responsibility, I think, made him uncomfortable. And and now he was finally getting to that point where he understood, well, I don't have to have the ball in my hands all the time like I did in Memphis. And I know what to do now. And then, you know, now he has the birth of it and he has to leave the bubble. So hopefully he can get back fast, uh, enjoy his family, his, his newborn. But, you know, he's going to be a huge addition when he comes back in game three. So because these guys don't have the anxiety of these lesser players, the good players, not the great players, and teams never obviously are going to have to win on the road, does that in your mind taint whoever wins the title in any way? No, not at all because, I mean, if you put the best bakers in the world and said, hey, go down and make donuts, that's three, you know, 22 bakers in the world, and we're going to get a champion out of that you're going to get the best damn baker. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to be the guy. So this is going to be the team that comes out that's the best team. Um, I, I don't think it's tainted at all. But I, I do think that it's just different circumstances. But now it's kind of like putting someone who bakes in front of a crowd. It's like, well, it's different circumstances. They're normally in a kitchen by themselves. and But they're still pretty good bakers, you know? And I, so I don't, I don't think it tainted it at all. Last thing before we let you go, did Charles Barkley sleep with the broom? <laughs> I think we all know that Portland is not a real eight seed. You know, an injury-free Portland Trailblazer team would have been a 3-4 seed. But his affinity and love for him does carry a little bit too far when he says that, you know, they're going to sweep after one game. Uh, but overall, um, that broom probably did sleep with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, good luck with the uh, with your academy and, and the online uh, teaching you're going to do, and thanks for joining us for a few minutes, Kenny. We appreciate it. All right, thanks a lot, guys.